Your greatest moment in life, defining moment in life, is before you. You are, you are not finished. You're not finished. You just begun. It's not over until God says it's over. So don't be lukewarm, double-minded, and looking back. Get all excited because everything is, everything is on time. Everything is on time. Do you hear me? Everything is on time. He will make all things work for the good of them that love God. He will turn your ashes of a failure, of a disappointment, of a disillusionment, and turn it into something beautiful. Something beautiful. I said, He's going to give you beauty for ashes. So we, we are just so blessed. There is nothing to, to, to be anxious about. You just walk in the Spirit and you do it all. Welcome to Today in Biblical Prophecy. We are blessed that you're joining us as we're wrapping up this five-part series on the history of Jerusalem. My name is Andy Wallace, and I'm joined as always by Dr. Robert Mawiri, pastor, mentor, last day's prophet. Greet the people and open us in prayer, Dr. Mawiri. Hey, thank you for watching. You're going to be blessed because God has something very, very special for you today. Mm. Father God, I thank you that these are watching, are watching because you want them to watch, because you want to instruct them, encourage them, strengthen them, and build them up. So Father, we give you the yeah. praise, we give you the thanks mm. for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Good to be back here with you again. <laughs> this has been an incredible series. Oh, it's wonderful. Absolutely, incredibly uh, encouraging to the people, enlightening. Enlightening uh, to me. It just, there's things. so much about Jerusalem. Mm. The only place that God chose, you know, the word Yerushalayim in Hebrew, it's plural. That means there are two Jerusalems. Mm. Jerusalem in heaven and Jerusalem on the earth. Amen and amen. So, Think of it, the only city on the earth that is, a, that is in partnership with the Jerusalem in heaven. Hallelujah. It's wonderful to discuss That's this. That's how much daddy loves us, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> wonderful. All right, so over the last few weeks, you've taught us about the history, and you even went all the way back, this was news to me, about the Garden of Eden, saying people, a lot of people believe that it was the original Jerusalem in the Garden of Eden. You've also revealed from scriptures that there have been many decrees about Jerusalem, and you talked about wheels within wheels. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. However, about two months ago, we did a little study on the Abrahamic Accords, and there's still a lot of confusion around the Daniel 9.27 passage and how that relates to the Abrahamic Accords. So in this wrap-up, can you talk to us about Jerusalem's history and tell us about Daniel 9.27 and why it's confusing? You know, first of all, Jerusalem, uh, I was just thinking when we mentioned that we're dealing with this great city, uh, the epic center, the Ground Zero, mm -hmm. Temple Mount, uh, in prophecy, that um, 
when you think that this is the only city that has been attacked over 80 times. <laughs> now we're talking about ancient times, mm -hmm. not to talk about modern times. It's amazing how nations and peoples all come against Jerusalem because the devil mm. hates Jerusalem. Yes, sir. Because God chose Jerusalem <laughs> to put his name there forever. Hallelujah. And that's why it is important for us as God's people to really understand Jerusalem as a city. Jerusalem is the, the place that God says he has chosen to put his name forever. Mm -hmm. Jerusalem is the future a place for the new Jerusalem oh. to come down to rule the nations. I mean, this, this, is, this is the place. It's all about geography. It's the geography that God chose, and it's the geography that will determine everything. All biblical prophecy is anchored on Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. To know the time is to understand Israel's timeline. The events in Israel, in Jerusalem, that's why all us, all of us on the earth relate to Jerusalem. If you go from Jerusalem to the west, they right from the right going backwards mm -hmm. towards Jerusalem. And those uh, uh, west of Jerusalem, they right going forward and everything meets in the middle. Mm -hmm. And the middle is Jerusalem where everything began. When mm -hmm. God met Adam and Eve here, God sent his son Jesus to die for us in the city of Jerusalem. Amen. And he is coming back to the city of Jerusalem. That's why this study mm. has been the most incredible Amen. because it brings us to our future home. Yes. Where we're going. We, Amen. We're, Amen. We, we're going to be raptured to meet the Lord in the air and we're going to come right back to, to Yerushalayim. That's why <laughs> knowing what's going to happen to Jerusalem between now mm. and the new Jerusalem is important mm -hmm. for all of us, not mm. only for the Jewish people, but sure. for everyone on the earth because Amen. this is where everything is determined. This is where everything is going to happen. This is why Daniel 9, 27 is important important for us to understand because it is a beginning of the end of the end. Mm. The final Shemitah bringing in the final end to the times of the Gentiles. Let's begin by reading that. Okay, Daniel 9, 27 in the King James. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured out upon the desolate. Now, this is the most famous passage if you're a student of prophecy. You hear people talking about the 70th week of Daniel. Well, this is about the 70th week of Daniel the final Shemitah, the final seven years, the final sabbatical uh, seven years before the end of the times of the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And this um, treaty, this covenant with many uh, that Daniel speaks about, which I said in our previous discussion that that was the Abrahamic Accord. Right. And then people are like, well, uh, if it was... Where are we? Uh, is this it? 
you know, because this passage indicates that when this happens, mm-hmm. we are in the last 70th week of Daniel. We're in the tribulation. We period. are in the time of the beginning of sorrows. It, uh, it's here and now. So to understand this is to understand our immediate future. Mm. This is not about a distant future, something some other generation will deal with. This is something we are dealing with because the 70th week of Daniel began with the Abrahamic Accord, with Donald Trump signing that and bringing the Arab nations into partnership with Israel. The greatest, most, I would say, it was one of the greatest removal of the restrainer. Now, I'm bringing another dimension here because the restrainer is not the Holy Spirit. The restrainer, the restrainer is political. Mm-hmm. First it was the Roman Empire. Then it was the Arab occupation of Jerusalem to keep what the Jews away from Jerusalem because the sacrifice uh, will begin in Jerusalem. Not in London, not in New York, mm. no, no, not anywhere else. Not in Rome, but in Jerusalem. So the, these military powers geopolitical powers were keeping the Jews out so they wouldn't go back to Jerusalem and sacrifice and build the temple. That's why they they are the restrainer. Now the final restrainer being removed was through the Abrahamic Accord, a political opposition to to the Jews building the temple was the majority of the the Muslims, the the Sunni Muslims Mm. who stood in the way of Israel trying to build the temple even after they got Jerusalem in 1967. They could not do it because of the majority of Muslim people were opposed to it. The Abrahamic Accord for the first time removed that obstacle. The majority of the Muslim people are now in partnership with Israel through the Abrahamic Accord. That means the, the Abrahamic Accord has removed the most important restrainer. That was the political restrainer. That was the Islamic re- resistance to Israel building the temple. The majority of the Muslims, which is the Sunni Muslims, 90% of the Muslims are Sunni. So these were hindering Israel from building the temple. But now because of Iran's nuclear development, this, the, the Sunnis are afraid of the, of the Iranian nuke, so they need to come under the Israeli military umbrella. So that's why they had to do it, because they need Israel to, to bring the Iron Dome to protect them. Uh, they need the, 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 the protection from Israel. That's why they've come to the side of Israel. Now Israel has the majority of the Muslim people standing with them and allowing them to go ahead and sacrifice on Temple Mount and go ahead and build the Temple Temple Mount because now the majority of the Muslims are on their side. This is the importance of the Abrahamic Accord. What is it? The opportunity for Israel to build the Temple because of the Abrahamic Accord. That's why the Abrahamic Accord was the treaty with many Arab nations coming together to join Israel in order to give Israel the freedom, the opportunity to fulfill biblical prophecy, the building of the third temple. Okay. I've heard you talk about before, and part of the confusions come in, 
because you've mentioned before about the Oslo Accords and how that tied into tie these two together for us, Doctor. All right, Let, let's let's go back to really looking at how prophecy is fulfilled. Okay. Because this is where the confusion is, and not knowing the the patterns. Because the ways of God are established from of old. Amen. Everything that happens happens according to precedent, prophetic precedents that are established historically, uh, biblically, that you can see. God said, "I'll call." The, the turn of Israel out of Egypt after 400 years, that happened. And we see the pattern of God fulfilling his word in the fullness of time, oh. at the appointed time. So now we come to the Abrahamic Accord. When did it happen? It happened at the end of the 69th week of Daniel. When did that happen? In other words, how do we calculate? How do we know it was the end of the 69th week of, of Daniel? Uh, where do we begin to calculate? There has to be a point of origin. There has to be a point, a marker in time that we can count the 70 weeks. So in order to, because prophecy has concrete manifestation. Prophecy is not figurative speech. Prophecy is very concrete. It's just like, History being written in advance. So the, Daniel talked about the two returns of the Jews. Number one, the return from Babylon. Daniel 9, 25 to 26. Was that fulfilled? And he says, at the end of 69 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off. That's verse 26, Daniel 9, 26. The Messiah will be cut off and the people, the prince will come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. Did that happen? After 400 and 83 years from the command, Jesus was crucified, literally fulfilled. The, the decree was given, the, the decree was fulfilled, the time was had come, 483 years, and it happened exactly as the scripture says. But here lies the mystery. Here, if you could hear me here, we would clear the confusion. God said the Jews will return and rebuild the, third, the second temple. And God already, I mean, told the children of Israel it's going to be done by a man called Cyrus in Isaiah. He, he, he names him. He says, Cyrus is going to do it. So Cyrus is raised up by God to make a decree to return the Jews back home to build the temple. Because God had raised him up. God had told the children of Israel, when you see a king called Cyrus, that's your time. And it, Cyrus was there as king. Everybody knew this is what the Isaiah spoke we about. We talked spoke about, about this in part four. Yeah. So when, 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 when they knew that at that time, Daniel began to pray. And then God told him that there will be two returns of the Jews. After they return, the Messiah will be cut off. The city will be destroyed. And after it's destroyed, the Jews will be scattered among the nations. Then there will be another decree to restore Jerusalem second time. Daniel 9.24. And from that time, it will be 490 years to the end of the times of the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. So that happened in 1536. The decree was signed by Suleiman the Magnificent 
and it's on Temple Mount. You can go to Jerusalem and see it. So, 1536, prophecy fulfilled. Solomon made the decree for the rebuilding of Jerusalem the second time. And Daniel was told, calculating from that, there will be 490 years or 70 shemitas, 70 times 7, 490. That's when, when you hear me say it, it was the beginning of the 70th week. We're calculating from 1536 based upon Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. So we're now in the 70th week of Daniel. And that was established by what? By the Abrahamic Accord in preparation for Israel to build its temple. Now, was the Abrahamic Accord the treaty that is talked that, that Daniel's talking about the breaking of that treaty and then um, the end of sacrifices and the persecution of the Jewish people. Now, hear me here because this is, this is critical. The Abrahamic Accord marked the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel, which is the final week of the Gentiles ruling, dominating Israel. In other words, the times of the Gentiles are coming to an end. The Abrahamic Accord signaled the end of the times of the Gentiles that they still have another week. The, sh the last Shemitah began. Now, that was the purpose of that signing of the Abrahamic Accord or Daniel 9.27. Now, is there another, another fulfillment of that same passage? Is there a pattern that we can look at in Scripture that gives us an understanding that sometimes these treaties are within treaties? I'll come to that. Before we do that, I think it is critically important that we actually look at, um, at some of the Scriptures that I, 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 I want to use as an example, which is... Um, um, uh, Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, that, that, that will help in, in explaining this. Okay, Hosea 11, 1. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. Right. Now, here I want to explain that they are dual-purpose prophecies, meaning a prophecy that's given and actually is fulfilled, historically fulfilled. Then there is a second future fulfillment that's not quite exact, but it's exactly the same passage. Here, I'll give, this is the example. God says, I'll call my son out of Egypt, meaning Israel. And the same passage is used to, to say, I'm calling my son Jesus out of Egypt. So there is Israel being called out. There is Jesus being called out, and same passage. So we have here a dual prophecy, a dual fulfillment. That is not quite exact, but the exact same words. That's why I insist in telling you, to understand prophecy, you need revelation. It's concealed. Only those who are on their knees in prayer Seeking divine revelation, the unsealing, because it's sealed. Now, we see here, for instance, as we come to the 
to the other side, to the other way the prophecy is fulfilled. Because this is what we have to understand in order to unlock Daniel 9.27. There is the, um, the double fulfillment. The double fulfillment is the same passage fulfilled, this same prophecy fulfilled twice. You're talking about in, in a different in, time. In, in different seasons and different times, even in different places. It's the application of that prophecy. Because everything is in the word and God sometimes will give the prophecy which is a future fulfillment and there's a historical fulfillment and another fulfillment. Just like we, we're going to look at this because it's probably important at this stage that we, we actually, uh, I'm going to give you another passage. You look, be looking for it before I, I, mm -hmm. I call on you. Mm -hmm. I, look at, I want you to look at Ezra mm -hmm. uh, 6, okay. verse 14, and I'll come back to that. Okay. Because this will further explain the duality of biblical prophecy. It will also explain the, 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 the double fulfillments of, of prophecy. Okay. Some of it is, you know, in types and shadows typological, that is in types and shadows, where, where God uses scripture in such a way that you have to get a revelation to know when to apply it. In other words, the Bible is not just a historical. It's a living word that God applies to situations exactly the, the same way he did before. In other words, the ways of God established from of old. Biblical precedents are, a, a, are foretelling us. They are, there is a type and a shadow of what's coming. Mm -hmm. In other words, what's coming is where we are now. The, the, the final fulfillment of this Daniel 9, 27. Now we saw the first fulfillment, the Abrahamic Accord, preparing for the end of the times of the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Now, we'll come to the to this same passage being fulfilled in a different context, but exactly identical to this passage, this prophecy. In other words, the second application, the dual fulfillment of this passage. Now, maybe at this time I can, I can say this. To understand what's happening in our day, we've got to go back to the second temple. Because that was the first time God used decrees. The decree that is spoken about is Cyrus. Cyrus made a decree. And when Cyrus made a decree to restore the, the Jews back and to restore the temple in Jerusalem, that was a decree by Cyrus, chosen by God, anointed by God, foretold that he was coming, he was going to be born, and this is what he's going to do. Everything Cyrus did was prophesied. Now, he made the decree, and the Jews... Some of the Jews returned, and then it was not fulfilled. It took 86 years of several decrees upon decrees to fulfill the same prophecy. And again, so, you can see this last week. We did this in part four. So I want you to read the, this Ezra, because okay. this is extremely important, because we, 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 you've got to understand this fully, fully, because we're going forward into a different paradigm. And that paradigm is anchored in this prophecy. Okay, you said Ezra 6.14? Yes. Okay, so the elders of the Jews 
continued to build and prosper under the preaching of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah, a descendant of Edo. They finished building the temple according to the command of the God of Israel and the decrees of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, kings of Persia. Now, here we are. That we start with, with Cyrus, Darius, Artaxerxes, 86 years later. Now, talking about this Abrahamic Accord, we have to go back to 1947, November the 29th, when Israel was divided by the United Nations General Assembly, Resolution 181. Then we got to go back to, 19, to, 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 to 20, uh, 1967, uh, another division, the 69th border, another division of the land. We go from there, we come to the, we, we come to the Oslo Agreements. They, uh, they divide the land. 86 years it happened before there is a paradigm. There Ooh. is an example. There is a pattern that God has established. So that's why people are trying to say, well, the scriptures were not fulfilled because he said it will be in 69 weeks. Well, if you calculate from Cyrus, you'll be 86 years out, mm. completely out. Mm -hmm. If you, you say, well, the decree was made here by Cyrus, 539, 539 to the year AD 30 when Jesus crucified, you are 86 years off. That's why you can't do mathematics the way people think. You got to go back to scripture and have a revelation because when he says from the time of the, of the decree, that was Atazexius' decree 86 years later. Mm -hmm. So now we find the same decree being applied in different ways by different kings in different times, just like we have the, the, the United Nations Resolution uh, 181, we have the United Nations Resolution to divide the land 242, we have 1967 uh, division, we have the Oslo Agreements division, the Oslo Agreements, we'll come to that, because this was the foundation of the Daniel 9, 27. So as we go forward and we see the progression and the different decrees and the different fulfillments, going back to the original decree, which was 1947, Israel is divided. Palestinian homeland, Jewish homeland, the land divided. That's, that, that is the foundation of George chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. I'll judge the nations, meaning the members of the United Nations mm -hmm. who divided the land in Resolution 242 in 1947, who divided the land in Resolution uh, 242 in, in, in uh, 1967, 181. There are several resolutions. There are several decrees being made, all pertaining to the same thing, the division of the land, the fulfillment of the resolution 181, which was in November of 29th, 1947. So we see the progression moving forward. So the, the thing that we need to understand is which of these decrees or which of these uh, resolutions or which of these edicts uh, that are out that God says from this decree, this is when you count. 
That's where people make mistakes. And that's why people say, you will never understand biblical prophecy. You will never be able to have the timeline. Because nobody has ever been able to discern the biblical timeline. Because the biblical timeline is progressive revelation at different intervals that seem to apply to the same prophecy, which is true. But which of these fulfillment, which of these uh, uh, kings is the one to count from according to scripture? It's by revelation. At that point, you have to step into revelation. Okay, give me, give me a minute and I'm going to try to summarize here what you've talked about in 20 minutes by giving two different definitions. And you tell me if I'm understanding this, because this is all new to me too, folks. Uh, let me give two definitions of what you said. You tell me if this is correct so that we can understand that when Scripture speaks, it can have dual meanings or double fulfillment of prophecy. So yes. let me give this. A dual purpose prophecy is, as you said, I believe, a form of prophecy given and fulfilled at one time in history. The second future prophecy is not an exact copy of the first, but a total different prophecy, but it's dual purpose, as you showed us, Hosea 11.1. 1. Egypt came out of, uh, Israel came out of Egypt, Jesus came out of Egypt. Dual purpose prophecy at different times. That's number one. Yep. Am I right? You're very good. All right. You're number two. Good. Let me summarize number two. Double fulfillment prophecy, and that is another literal, literal prophecy, fulfilled at one time in history, then fulfilled again in the exact same way by someone else sometimes later, sometimes uh, centuries later. Yeah. In this case, fulfilled in several um, decrees by Darius, Darius, Cyrus, Artaxerxes, yeah. same decree, same decree, fulfilled different times. Exactly. And then I love what you just said to be able to understand the scriptures. Which one? You can't use your stinking no. thinking. I'm no. using it to Doctor Moriarism. No. You got to go to divine revelation exactly. to understand exactly. and make it exactly. add up to be understand that exactly. we're in this fellowship. Exactly. I, I, I believe it's part of the concealing. That God conceals His word. Is that he, so the wicked will not understand so that the, the wise the will? Exactly. Because the wise are going to know that they can't do it through rationality. They got to do it through prayer. Okay. That's, if there is something to learn from what God has done in the past, is that you can't do it. Just fall on your knees and ask God. Mathematicians can't do it. Stinking thinking can't do it. Uh, <laughs> governments, nobody can't. It's got to be from divine revelation. Uh, think of it. Isaac Newton spent more time trying to decipher the Daniel timeline. He has a Daniel timeline. Really? Yes. Greatest myth, mathematician, smartest man. And he never figured it out. He couldn't figure it out. Because it wasn't the time. Exactly. And you couldn't do, you know, math on divine timelines. Amen and amen. It, it requires revelation. Now, the revelation is that this fulfillment by the Daniel, by, of Daniel 9.27 by Donald Trump, he fulfilled it. Now... Moving forward, it says the same, the same 
command to um, to really divide Israel mm -hmm. and to uh, to build a temple because that's all all these are involved in the Abrahamic Accord. Mm -hmm. That this Abrahamic Accord pattern, which is Daniel nine twenty seven, is going to be replicated again, re repeated during the seventh week of Daniel. Now, hear me here. Daniel 9.27, the 7th week of Daniel, the, the, the treaty, the exact treaty is going to be done again. And this time it's going to be done by the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. And this time it's, it's no longer called Daniel 9.27. It's now Isaiah 28, verse 14. You're talking about the treaty with death and hell that you've talked exactly. about before. That means right now, right now, there is going to be, or there is already, or there is going to be another treaty within this treaty, which mm. replicates this treaty, mm. which will also be seven years, which will end up with the coming of the Messiah. Because this treaty now is a treaty within this treaty with death and hell. That means there is another treaty that's going to be very particular in nature. This is how we can define it. The treaty with death and hell, which is going to be implemented, established, signed by the Antichrist. Is going to be during the 70th week of Daniel. It probably may have happened already. I'm not going to go there, but it's probably going to be happening in the next few years or in the next two years. It's going to happen, but this shall be a sign to you. When it happens, Israel will, will have the right to worship on Temple Mount. So the, 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 this treaty within a treaty, which is going to be during this Shemitah, during these seven years, is going to be one that will give Israel the right to worship on Temple Mount. And that right to worship on Temple Mount will be given by the Antichrist. I'll repeat this. this the Daniel 9.27 was just to mark the end of the times of the Gentiles, the last week of the times of the Gentiles, mm -hmm. to bring us to the end of the times of the Gentiles. That's what it was for. But within the 17th week of Daniel, there will be another treaty with death and hell. And that treaty with death and hell is going to be also seven years and it's going to be broken halfway through hmm. by the Antichrist. So this is wills within wills. This is why it takes revelation and the illumination of the Holy Spirit to understand these things. Hmm. Can you briefly tie in the Oslo Accords to show that wheel within a wheel? Uh, because I've, the reason I'm asking is I've heard you talk about it many, many times. Yes, 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 yes you're right. Of course, uh, the, the, uh, the Oslo Agreements, that were very, very much prophetic. As a matter of fact, the Oslo Agreements were the, the literal... Uh, fulfillment of Daniel 9 
27. Number one, Daniel actually literally names Rabin because the word mm -hmm. Rabin comes from Rabim. So people thinking, well, Daniel wasn't given the name. He was actually given that it's a rab you sign a treaty with many, which means with Rabin. The word Rabin means many. Yes, Rabin means says, many. A treaty with many. He's yeah. actually got the name. He, he was, was naming. He was naming. Ago. He was naming Rabin. Yes. Wow. So the the translators didn't think he could name somebody, <laughs> but he just named him, and yeah. he, he, and it would be for the purpose dividing the land and Perez, which means to divide. Shimon so, Perez. Shimon Perez. So it was a literal, literal wow. fulfillment of this Daniel 9, 27. And it was supposed to be a seven-year treaty? It was. It was a seven-year treaty. Okay. And uh, I know that because we discussed this, because I was e in Israel, uh, building the smart city with Ron Nachman. Ariel. Uh, Ariel. And they were trying to get the city of Ariel to be part of the package uh, to establish a Palestinian uh, independent state with Ariel as their industrial industrial city, uh, academic city with the university there to be the, the center of their new independent country. And Ron Ahmed said, we said, no, we, we can do that. And we knew this was going to be a time of seven years to when they, the transfer would come and things like this would happen. And Ron and I discussed this uh, quite a bit. Uh, and Ron, I kept telling him, well, what's the use of trying to bring people to your city when you are giving up the city uh, in this peace agreement? So Ron said, no, Robert, you must continue to help me because we're not going to give away the city. We're going to stay in Judea and Samaria because that's the biblical Judea and Samaria. It's not called the West Bank in the Bible. So I said, oh, well, how do you know it's not going to happen? He said, believe me, I, I have uh, uh, everything, I've done everything to secure this city, so you keep working with me, it's going to be all right. That's how I knew that the seven-year thing was coming he publicly. They, they wanted um, five years. Um, that was the Palestinians. The Israelis said seven years. Okay, let me, let me, let me stop a minute here because I know a little history on this, but th this is fascinating. I need you all to understand what he's saying. He and Ron Nachman, who has now passed away, was a former Knesset member. They went together and built Ariel in the West Bank. It's in the West Bank, yes. part of this land. And you're saying that the Oslo Accords would be part of the agreement to negotiate that. And it was going to be the industrial hub of the Palestinian state of the West, West Bank. Mm -hmm. It was going to be for a term of seven years. You knew all this because you were in the negotiations. I was, I was just talking to Ron Nachman. He was telling me, I'm not going to let them take my city. I said, oh, Ron, what do you mean when? He says, well, seven years, I will have to give up. Okay. Ah, oh, Ron, we're not going to do that. Because right. if I'm going to work with you to bring the, uh, the, you know, the Russian Jews we can't do that. So if seven years were going on for Ariel and this agreement, it says in Daniel 9, 27, in the middle of the seven, yeah. something's going to happen. Did that happen in all this agreement? Yes. Arafat, <laughs> Arafat broke the, the, uh, the agreement. He went back to Intifada. 
and that broke the, the, the Rabin peace agreement. Yasser Arafat broke the Rabin peace agreement, the seven years. The Oslo agreement. And yes. when did he do that? Three and a half years later. Hallelujah. So three and a half years later, he oh, broke thank it. Thank you, so Jesus. So it's just like the, 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 the Cyrus decree yes. being amended and amended, being reinstituted and reinstituted with different administrations, different governments, different times, 86 years of this going on with the same people in the same place. And now we so, can see what you're talking yeah. about, double fulfillment, exactly. dual prophecies, wheels within exactly, wheels exactly, of Daniel 9.27. Exactly, that this Daniel 9.27 simply establishes, like Cyrus, the foundation. That's what's going to happen is... It's going to be about dividing the land. Yes. It's going to be about Jerusalem because Cyrus sent them back to the land to take over the land. Mm -hmm. Number two, he sent them to build the temple. Mm -hmm. So this has to do with the land, the wow. temple. So here we are again. Wow, wow, wow. It's about the land and the temple. Now, in this final Shemitah, there is going to be a similar agreement based upon this historical division which began in 29th of November, 1947. The dividing of Israel and the dividing of Temple Mount, which is enshrined in the United Nations Charter. Mm -hmm. So we have a United Nations Charter decree that established the, the, the Jewish homeland and the right of the Jewish people to worship on Temple Mount, and they have not been able to exercise that right because of the restraining uh, forces of the majority Muslims, the Sunni Muslims. So that has been removed in order to make the way to the fulfillment of what? This is not like a new thing. It's the fulfillment of November the 29th, Amen. 1947, Resolution 181. It's in, it's, it's in the charter. Okay, and to make sure I'm clear with everyone else, you're saying the Sunni Muslims have now agreed or will agree, have agreed before, will agree again to say, let them build a temple on Temple Mount. Well, here's, here, here, to make it even more clearer, the nations of the world through the United Nations agreed for Israel to have a homeland in their ancient land Number one. Number two, they agreed in the United Nations, it's in the United Nations Charter, that the Jews have a right to worship on Table Mount. Mm -hmm. So all the things that we are, we are now talking about, the implementation, just like the Cyrus Decree, took 86 years for the implementation. Amen. And different decrees, decrees upon decrees upon decrees upon decrees, to bring it to 86 years to fulfillment. The last decree by Artaxerxes is the one that led to the, the fulfillment. fulfillment. That is 86 years later. And so, you're saying that the treaty with death and hell will be the final fulfillment to exactly, bring in Daniel 9. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Which is a treaty with death and hell. Why? Mm. Because Mr. Antichrist is going to be he, the head. He is going to be the signatory on that. What he's going to wow. say? He's going to say, yes, the United Nations Security Council agreed to this. Uh, the resolution 181 said you could do this. Yes, you can have a, you know, you can have Jerusalem, you can have the temple, and uh, Jerusalem will be divided 
between the Palestinians and Israelis, it's already done by, by, mm. by Abrahamic Accords. The, in the, in, it, not only in the Abrahamic Accords, but also in the, in the Jerusalem Declaration with Biden. Mm. Uh, so he says he believes in the, in mm. the, in the two states two living states. together, which means Jerusalem will be a capital of two independent states, same capital, East Jerusalem, West Jer Jerusalem. So these things are being uh, piecemealed, and they're being fulfilled. Okay, this question just came in. Are you saying for sure that there's going to be a two-state peace treaty, that Palestine will be a state according to all these treaties? Well, yes, no. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> yes, no. You, you're bringing something else that needs another whole discussion. Okay, what's, well, uh, here's what's going to I'm going to just throw something out. What, what's going to happen? What's really going to happen is there is going to be coexistence under the New World Order. Okay. Uh, they, they, can, they can work together and uh, Biden opened the, the Palestinian embassy in mm -hmm. Jerusalem, which basically says it's an independent country. It must be separate from the uh, Jewish embassy in the same city. So de facto, we have a two-state uh, being implemented, being coming forth, which is the, the, all the resolutions of the United Nations, the Security Council, they all support that. That is the most acceptable formula according to the international community. So here we are. The most important thing in this is not even Jerusalem, it's Temple Mount. So mm. the final treaty with death and hell is very narrow in its purpose and interpretation. It is a treaty to allow the Jewish people the final freedom to sacrifice on Temple Mount and finally to build the temple on Temple Mount. And I believe when he says, uh, you, you have a covenant with many, I'll, I'll say that this is probably, uh, I believe, it's probably a, uh, an agreement with the Sanhedrin, the 70, mm. that will have to approve the, the, the building of the temple mm -hmm. and the sacrifices. So this has to do with, the, it's very narrow, it's very particular, it has to do with the temple. The, that's why when it's broken, the sacrifices are stopped. Mm. So because it's, a, it's focused on Temple Mount, and this is ground zero now of prophecy, and this treaty with death and hell is going to give them finally the right to do what they've been given in 1947. Mm, all the way back. And I'm going to just throw out something now. That <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> After they have the, 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 the right to worship on Table Mount, there's going to be a lot of unrest. 
instability uh, because of re the rejectionists, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the terrorists, and, and the people that are opposing uh, Jews on Temple Mount next to the Dome of the Rock and stuff like that, and sacrifices. So it's going to stir up a lot of opposition. The sure. replacement theology going to be coming up against the Jews, and then the Islamics are going to come against them, and the secular people Peter. with uh, you know animal rights will mm, be against them it. for sacrificing. I, I mean, the, the Jews are going to be isolated and hated. Because everything that they're going to be doing is going to make people mad. So when that happens, they will then, when the breaking of this uh, agreement, why it's so important to understand is when it's broken, at that point, Jerusalem will change its status from being the capital of the Jewish people and the Palestinians to become the capital of the world, the international city. Of the New World Order? The international <laughs> city. And now, how could Jerusalem become the international city? Because the resolution to make Jerusalem the international city was made way back in the 1950s. It was, uh, it was presented by the, by the Soviet Union in the General Assembly, and it was adopted. So it's on the book that Jerusalem will end up in the national city. That's where we're going. That's why that, all these things are precept upon precept, line upon line, here little, there little. That means uh, this treaty unfolding in different dimensions, getting stronger and stronger, leading to the final showdown on Temple Mount and the temple being built. All these years of wars and treaties and agreements, you could go from, uh, from, from, the, from the resolution 181-242, you, you could go through the Oslo agreements, you could go to, through all the agreements that have been signed and f all not working. Now, finally, finally, the most important event in history in this century was the Abrahamic Accord at the beginning of the scientific Daniel. Because this is the most historical document of all time to bring the majority of the opposition to line up with Israel. This is the greatest prophetic event in modern times in the last 2,000 years. It was the biggest event that God allowed Donald Trump to accomplish. It was the act of God to give the Jewish people the favor and the ability to finally sacrifice on Temple Mount, then finally build a temple. Within this Shemitah, they will begin Amen. those sacrifices. Amen. This thought just came to me. We've got about five minutes left. And in closing this thought, I want you to address this. In part one, you showed us that the enemy had Yerushalayim, the city where darkness was, the city where sacrifices were, that that was his ultimate goal. You just told us that the enemy is going to sign a treaty with death and hell, with the Antichrist, that he will rule and reign evil from there. So evil started it, then good, then evil again, but praise God in the end... That old devil gets his head crushed. He licks dust from our feet. 
just, just wrap up in these last five minutes about how it all comes down to Jerusalem and us coming back with Jesus to rule and reign for a thousand years from his city, Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the original name of Jerusalem. It was the place of child sacrifice in the valley of Himon, the, 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 the perpetual fire in Gehenna, uh -huh. where they burned the, uh, the, the seed of Adam to cleanse the land, ethnic cleansing, so that there will only be the Nephilim bloodline uh -huh. to control Yerushalayim. Now, Ushlam was the prince of darkness, the god of darkness, the devil. He was ruling in Jerusalem, and he was cleansing the land of the Adamic seed. That's why Joshua was told, just go and wipe out why about everybody? Amen. Just kill everybody, oh. women and children, everybody, because their bloodline has been contaminated. That's transhumanism. A new species has been established by the devil. This is the devil's master plan to replace the Adamic seed with his seed mm -hmm. so that there will be no redemption, no coming back of Jesus to Jerusalem because it will be occupied by the Nephilim, that's why Gehenna was a place of perpetual fire. Now, we come to where we are now. The prince of darkness from the bottomless pit, oh. the abyss, the Antichrist. You're going to go to Revelation chapter 17. We don't have time to go into that. That prince of darkness is the one that will be incarnate in the person of the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. And he will go where? To Yerushalayim. Mm -hmm. And he will say, I don't need these animal sacrifices. I need human sacrifices. I need the mm -hmm. blood of the Adamic seed. Because God loves the Adamic seed. Mm -hmm. He sent his son to die for the Adamic seed. He's creating a city who's making built as God for this Adamic seed. As many as believed in him, he gave them eternal life, eternal, you know, they. they the devil hates that you are born to live with God for all eternity. And he wants to, to sabotage the plan of God. That's why now when as the Jews get back to Jerusalem, as they go back to Temple Mount, as they begin to sacrifice again, the Lord Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit will come into the temple, meet with the Jewish people, Ezekiel 43, 1 to 7, mm -hmm. and Ezekiel 42, verse 20, it's the temple next to the Dome of the Rock. So that's the temple that's being built that we're, the Jewish people are planning to, to, to build it. And uh, they, they, they actually, I've seen the plans shown to me in Jerusalem. So there is a plan to build a temple on Temple Mount next to the Dome of the Rock, according to the scriptures. Ezekiel 42, verse 20. And then 43, God comes to it. After the Lord God Almighty leaves the temple, the devil will be like, whoa, that's the place where God has put his feet on, he has chosen. He will go into that temple and Ushlam will declare himself God, Ooh. manifested in the flesh. But this will not be God from heaven. This will be a demon 
from the bottomless pit Amen. that will come up and incarnate the body of this world leader after there has been an, ass an assassination attempt. And then the spirit of Lucifer will come into him and raise him up and he will sit in the temple and declare himself God. Mm -hmm. When will that happen? In our immediate future. The, the Abrahamic Accord has been signed. This treaty with death and hell is about to be signed, if not signed. It could very well be what Daniel says, because it's encoded in Daniel 9.27. It says, he, Antichrist, will confirm the Abrahamic Accord, the right of Israel to exist, and the right of Israel to worship on Temple Mount, and he will confirm it. That means the Abrahamic Accord is going to be confirmed in this treaty with death and hell. Mm. It's going to be built upon the Abrahamic Accord. Now, hear me. It may have happened. We'll go, we'll wait and see, but I'll say to you, this is what's next. This is what's happening right now. The, the confirmation of the Abrahamic Accord and also the provision for the Jewish people to sacrifice. Yesterday, rabbi, the rabbi told me that we were just about to airlift the, the red heifers from New York to Jerusalem in anticipation of this glorious event, the sacrifice of the red heifer in order to get the ashes for the cleansing of the priesthood in preparation of the building of the third temple. So this is not something in the distant future. This is happening right now, unfolding before us, is biblical prophecy. I'm talking of events of biblical proportions. You can't even fathom. It's so ominous. It's so big that this is what the Bible is all about. This is what the kingdom of God is all about. This is what the Bible was written for, for this hour, for us. We live in these final days to see the, the wrap up of history, to, to see the end of all things, and to see that it's not going to end according to the will of the Antichrist, the new world order, the beast. It's going to end according to the scriptures. That scriptures gives us detailed information of everything that's going to happen, when it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, it's all given to us. Amen. Because we are the people that say, Maranatha, mm. come Lord Jesus. Amen. Because we are that generation, and we are seeing the fulfillment of all these biblical, biblical prophecies that are happening in our day, we're watching them happen. It is time for you to lift up your eyes and look to the hills when cometh your help. Your help comes Hallelujah. from the Lord that made heaven and earth. He will not leave you, he will not forsake you. He is with you. And he will walk you through to the other side. You have victory in Christ. You are more than a conqueror Amen. through him that loved you. Amen. That means you have nothing to fear about as you live through these, these in, ominous times, these great times, these amazing times. You just know one thing, that God said it, he's doing it, and you are in the palm of his hand walking you through home. Amen. We're almost home. Be blessed. Be excited. <laughs> Shout hallelujah to the King of Kings. Amen and amen. 
Well, we're excited that you've joined us and we've wrapped up this series on the history of Jerusalem. Dr. Murray, from me, from all the listeners, from everyone, thank you for taking us to the It Is Written and showing us everything in there about this history of Jerusalem. As he said, time is short. Time is short. You need to be about the Father's business. You need to be on your knees abiding in Him to understand and be given this divine revelation. Ask the Holy Spirit for divine revelation so that you are prepared as a wise virgin and not a foolish virgin. If you want to keep track of everything that's going on here with us at Good News World at our radio station, WRNO, you can go to this link that you'll see at the bottom of your page now. Just click on that, put in your email address, and we'll update you with everything going on within our ministries and work that's going on here. As always, we covet your prayers. We ask for you to pray for the ministry, for pray for Dr. Mawiri, pray for Janet, their family, the ministry, everything going on. And if you want to give, we just ask that you ask the Holy Spirit to give as the Holy Spirit would guide you. Two ways you can give to the ministry. Number one, you can go to this web link that you'll see. There's a donate button. Just simply click on that donate button. Put in your credit card information. It's all a secure website, and you can just give whatever the Lord would tell you to give. The second way is to write a check. Money order, cashier's check, business personal check, it doesn't matter. Make those out to Good News World and mail those to the P.O. Box that you see there at the bottom of your screen. Dr. Murray and I will be praying about what series it is next that we're going to do on these Q&As. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. His sheep hear His voice. And Dr. Murray and I know how to hear the voice of Abba Father. We'll be praying and look forward to bringing you whatever we have for our next Q&A. For now, Dr. Murray... Why don't you put the priestly blessing on all of these followers? You know, folks, I believe I just received a revelation in my spirit, man. I know you are like that quick. Yes. And the answer is yes. I believe God wants us to talk more about Jerusalem in the Battle of Armageddon, Jerusalem after the rapture, Jerusalem in the millennium, mm. and then Jerusalem at the end of the millennium. Mm. I think we probably would do two more on Jerusalem because this is the heart of biblical prophecy. Hallelujah. The center of everything, everything. It's a clock. To know the plan of the future that God has laid out in Scripture is to know His plan for Jerusalem. It impacts every human being on the face of the earth. The events that are taking place, for instance, right now, the war in Ukraine, I, t I gave that prophecy to them three years ago in 2019. I said, look, it's all about the Jews because God wants the Jews to return to Israel, to Jerusalem, because God's going to meet with them. So if you want this war not to take place, send the Jews home. But if you don't, the war will begin in Ukraine in three years. I told them that clearly because everything that's happening has to do with Jerusalem, and the Jewish people being back in the land and on Temple Mount. That's why it's so important to understand the full uh, paradigm in terms of Jerusalem in the conflict with the Antichrist, Jerusalem at the end of the, uh, of the Battle of Armageddon, Jerusalem in the new millennium, and Jerusalem at the end of the millennium. We will cover that so that you know the, the plan of your father, because this is daddy's plan. Amen and that amen. That he wants his children to know, and 
right now, you be blessed. And I want you to know you are loved, you are precious, you are the apple of his eye. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm going to put a blessing upon you. May Thank the Lord you. bless yes, you and keep Father. you. May he lift up his countenance mm. and shine upon you and give Thank you his God. peace. In the name of the Father, and mm. of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people said, Amen.